This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live at the beautiful Zoomerplex in Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. Our phone lines are open if you have a rare or interesting item, maybe a collection of gold and silver, or stamps or comic books or a movie collection. Who knows? Anything you have lying around the house you're curious about its value you can give us a call right now, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. The star of the show is in studio this week. His name is Paul Kenny. You know him from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures. Paul Kenny, how you doing, man? Doing great. Yeah, great Bogart, to have you back. Bogart's going to be here. Oh, did we have a fun time last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were live on location at an auction in Oakville. No, no, it was an antique show. What Auctions, did I say? Oh, what's auction. the difference? Come on, give me a break. Auctions, auction. Auctions started at a dollar, and they uh-huh. go up from there. Yes. At the antique show, stuff starts at 10000 and you try and negotiate down from there. Okay, I'm a layman. To me, it's the same. It's an auction. It's an antique show. It's bartering. It's old stuff. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. No, okay, so it was, it was an antique show. All right. And I want to point out that, okay, the show's over, but a lot of the stuff that we had at that show, we brought over to Southworks Antique Mall. So you can see some of the same stuff. Or if you, if you were at the show and said, I don't have enough, I haven't decided yet, I didn't measure it up right, you can go to Southworks Antique Mall in Cambridge and you can see some of the stuff we brought right from there and put in my showcases there. And some of the other dealers that were there are in Southworks Antique Mall. Tantalize me. What are some of the rarer items or more interesting items for sale there? Oh, we have a painting by Benjamin Leader. Someone was at looking at it last week. It's about twenty thousand dollars. Now, but it's actually worth between twenty and two hundred and forty thousand. But oh, I haven't what? sold it. But so I'm well. It's got a little paint chip off it, so I'm willing to sell it at a discount price. Oh, I see what you're saying. And let okay. someone else fix it. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't fix or repair anything because mainly I'm lazy. Okay, okay. Well, it's a lot to orchestrate. But now we're talking about paintings. Now, you saw that painting this week that sold for $450 million. Let's just call it what it was. It's half a billion dollar painting. Half Correct. a billion dollars. Okay. Now, I'm, that doesn't really concern me. What my, you know how I always talk about getting a second opinion? Okay. This painting was originally sold for $59 at an auction house. One of the big auction houses. I don't know if it was, it was Christie's or Sotheby's. Someplace. When, though? How long ago? It doesn't matter. A mistake is made. $59 to $450 million, That <laughs> yeah. person just. Des- Definitely needed a second opinion. Yes. Okay. Good point. Yes. They didn't get fair market value, it seems. <laughs> they did not get fair market value. Then it was sold for $10,000. Now, you've got supposed experts coming along and saying, so this is why even when you think someone's an expert, like some of these auction houses and stuff, they're not. They know a lot, but you get a second opinion. Right. Okay. Because from 10000 to $450 million, is a lot of big is a big problem as well. One of those two people made a mistake. Either the guy who bought it for four hundred fifty million, or the guy who sold it for ten thousand. One of those two people made a colossal mistake. That's too much wiggle room. <laughs> that's is too what much you'd wiggle say room in the business. Yeah. So that's why I I can't overemphasize the idea of getting second opinions. Like even this week, and we talk about I tell people every week about costume, and I, I forget to go into some of the details. Like you know those little ring boxes. You're talking about costume jewelry. Costume yeah. jewelry. Well, right in that costume jewelry drawer, you're going to some. A lot of people have those little sterling ring boxes, and I saw people. I heard about people selling them at one of these road shows for twenty five dollars each. Well, they're worth between seventy five and one hundred and fifty dollars each. Mm. Okay, so this is where getting a second opinion. I, I really want people to know that you've got stuff in your house. It's maybe not retirement money, but it's a lot better to get a hundred dollars for something, right, than twenty five dollars. 
Well, and a lot of people, you extrapolate, you go, oh, well, big deal. You know, I sold it for 50 and it was worth maybe 75 or 100. But if you have 10 or 20 items and all are undervalued like that, it turns into thousands of dollars yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, like they were the same place was buying silver dollars for $7. The same ones we pay $11. <coughs> oh, really? Okay. We're so, paying someone I don't even know. I might even like you. Okay. But if you come into my store, I'm going to give you, I think, 1080 for a silver dollar. And they're paying people $7 and saying, oh, how much you're my friend. You're a lovely person, but it's going to cost you to get this. I'm going to only pay you $7 for your $11 item, which is actually almost 50% less than you're supposed to get for it. Yeah, but people are lazy too, right? There's ease of sale as a factor. Yeah, but we're, that's what we're in business. We're trying to help people. Like we really, even if I don't, I don't like ripping, I shouldn't say ripping. I do not like taking advantage of grandmas and grandfathers, okay? Yes, yes. You've got one. I've got A lot of people have one. You don't, you know sometimes they're, they sometimes don't think right. I'm, I'm going to be a grandfather soon, so I'm, I'm going to be. Congratulations. I'm going to be entering that zone as well. But I don't believe in taking advantage of these people like this. You got, we're allowed to make money. As people who buy and sell gold, silver, and antiques, we're allowed to make money. But we're not allowed to buy a $1,000 item for $50, that's what we're not a lot. We shouldn't be doing. Right. Okay. And that's why the second opinion or third opinion counts. And anyone comes into my store, I welcome it. I say, here, go get a second opinion. Okay. You'll feel better. I feel better. If I'm dealing with, a, with an appraised, like a, a one carat diamond ring, I get appraised. I get a third opinion before I give my second opinion. I know you've even purchased things and gone back like a week later to give the person more money because it sold for more than you thought or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. All right. I, okay. I Mr. Mistakes. Integrity, we get it. We get no, it. No, no, no. But I make mistakes too. I don't make $450 million mistakes. <laughs> yeah. I'm yet to make yeah. one of those. Yeah. That's a pretty dramatic <laughs> one. Uh, you're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We're live in Liberty Village taking your phone calls. Our phone number is 416 416- Three six zero zero seven forty. That's four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Paul Kenny and his son. They have a store. It's on Young Street in Richmond Hill. The address is ten thousand three forty one Young Street. That's one zero three four one Young Street, and it's just north of Major McKenzie. Uh, you can also at any time if you have an item and you 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 missed the radio show but you want uh, eyes on, you can click a picture and email it to Paul Kenny and his staff. Send the photo, send the email to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. That's sales at torontogoldsilver.com. He also has a YouTube channel that you can enjoy. You log on to YouTube and you type in the words Paul Kenny. Hit search and you'll find his channel. There's like 50 videos of some of the rarest items and more interesting items that he comes across. Sometimes it's rare books or hockey memorabilia, gold and silver coins, old jerseys, these sorts of things. So you can go to YouTube and actually see a lot of these items. Just one or two minute video usually. Go to YouTube, search Paul Kenny and look for his channel. And uh, there's all sorts of content for you to enjoy there. Ben, Ben. Hey, look who's here. Yeah, we have, Bogart uh, Kenny. For all those people who are looking at us on podcast or whatever they see us on the cameras here... Bogart, no, he hasn't got a camera on him. No, I do. Bogart has entered the room. I Thank ran you. all the way from home, okay? Okay, okay. All right, good to have you. Car had a flat tire, so. He's tired from having to work all weekend last weekend with the, at the Oakville Antique Show. Oh, right, yes. And he helped me load the truck and unload it. No, no, he's. Well, that's why you have kids, right? Oh, okay, really? yeah, that's, that's how we would we do for. Let's get to the phone lines. Gene in Mississauga is our first caller. Gene, how are you? Oh, fine, thank you. I just want to know if there's such a thing as a gold. 25-cent American piece. Yeah. Oh, there is. I think it's $1 for sure. I don't... I'm trying to think. It would be about eighteen fifty-nine on it? 19... Oh, it, it said 1983. Oh, and it's got Kennedy's face on it? What, what's the effigy on well, oh, What gosh, pictures does it have? I can't see that. I know, because it's so small. 25-cent gold. I think they're about a gram, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't had one in a long time. Well, they're actually gold? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So a gram of gold is like $50, $60, is it not? Oh, yeah. If it's a gram, I think, but I think they might be a little less. Like, gold is just one of those strange elements. Gold, if you have one ounce of gold, you can make it into a wire that is a mile long, mm-hmm. okay? You can stretch it out. You can make it that thin yeah. that it, you can actually almost burn it. Yeah. And so they can make, and because it's malleable, you can make a coin that small. And yeah. I, think that, I think the other measurement is if you had an ounce of gold, you could hammer it out to cover a square meter. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll just be thin, but it'll all be together. Yeah, very yeah. malleable. They they would have these. I'd have to check on this, but it, I think it was given away in a magazine or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. How 19- did you get it, Gene? Uh, somebody gave it to me as change for a, a loony. 
Oh, what? what? Wow. How big is this? It was a loony. It was a 25-cent piece, but I thought, okay, I got skunked, but maybe I, I have something rare. I don't Jackpot. know. Jackpot. Maybe about 50 bucks. What would if you it's guess? real, if it's real, if it's real gold, uh, how big is it? It's a regular-sized quarter. No, that no. The, the 25-cent gold piece is about the size of a pinhead. No. <laughs> no, this is a regular quarter. Okay. Oh, okay. So send a me off a picture. Of... I'll know what it is tomorrow, okay? If you can, snap a picture and send it to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. We'll be able to tell you really quick if it's sort of a repop or some sort of thing they did maybe for one month or maybe it's an actual piece of gold. Does it say 25 cents or 25 She said 25 cents. 25 what countries? I should ask right Regina, now. are you still there? Yes, I'm here. What countries on it? Uh, United States of America. Not says. 25 cents. But you're no. saying you thought the year was in the 90s? 1983. Wouldn't uh, that almost ensure it's not gold? No, then? it's not gold no, for that yeah. size. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I just wondered because I, I got it, and, you know, they thought well, I was getting a, a loony, in, but instead it's a 25-cent piece. Mm. But I've never seen a gold one, so that's why I thought maybe it was something rare. I don't know. I doubt you're upside down. Whatever it is, it's probably worth about a dollar or maybe more, right? Minimum. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Well, thank you for your help. You're no not problem. underwater on the short changing that you experienced. Our next caller is Ken. Ken is in Acton. Ken, how are you? Hello. Hi, Ken. How are you? Not bad. What do you got? I have a uh, framed centennial collection, and it has the uh, ten shields of the provinces, and at that time the Yukon and Northwest Territories as well. Mm-hmm. And it has a full set of coins. What year is it? We're talking about a coin collection? Yeah. Is that what it is? Okay. This is from 1967. <clears throat> oh, okay. Now... 67, you sure? It's got the, okay, your dollar, what kind of dollar coins are they? they the dollars and... Uh, There's a penny, a dime, quarter... A all the animals on them? Yeah, all animals on them, 50 cent piece, silver dollar. And okay. an extra quarter, instead of showing the animals, it shows the queen's head. Got it, okay. On it also this... has a, the new flag and a five cent Canadian stamp. Okay, these sell about $30. stamp and a centennial... Uh, $1 bill. Okay. These sell about 30 to $35. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got about $22 worth of silver there. Uh-huh. If it be four sixty-seven, this is why I try and tell people all the time, if you got your coins at home, especially before you go to these road shows, for every dollar you have, say you have 10 dimes or you have four quarters or $1. Prior each, to 1967. Yeah, yeah. They're worth about $11, almost $11. Say $10, $11. Ten dollars and eighty cents. It's just so, that simple, the math. Yeah. It's that that simple, <laughs> and but that, it's worth a lot more if it's, it's prior worth to a lot more. Okay. Yeah, if it's before sixty-seven. In, yeah, well, this it, is actually the sixty-seven centennial collection. Yeah, they right. Made so what a he's lot. telling you is that, that that's the first year where they started backfilling silver yeah. in coins with just steel or whatever else they have—a very much a, a cheaper material. Yeah. So he's saying you have the first year of when. Some people would say the money became yeah. less valuable. And they made a lot of them. Now well, that's thinking this uh, set has must have silver in it because a lot of the coins are uh, yeah. other tarnished. Than, they're starting to tarnish. Oh, no, yeah, it it's does. just less silver. Less so silver. he's saying you have about $24 of silver content in those coins. Mm-hmm. But if it was a year prior, that silver content would be much, much higher. A little bit. Uh, yeah. 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 So, so I'm just wondering, like, if the stamps and the, uh, the, the dollar bill itself would be worth anything special? When was the last time you mailed a letter? <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but it is, though, because you're saying 30 to $35, yeah. and the silver content's 24 Very yeah. rarely, when it comes to old coins that are not special or unique, you're going to get the melt value of the coin. So you uh, are getting some display in numismatic value. That's the actual yeah. year and printing of the coin. They call it numismatic. So you're, well, it, you're about $10 whole, above that. It's like it's, it's uh, in a frame itself. Like, it's all under glass. This is what I tell people. I'm, the framing is whenever you frame something, like I was at a gentleman's house last night and a lady, and they had a bunch of stuff framed. The picture items of what they framed has got the value, but you'll never get the framing value back. If you paid $100 to get something framed and you framed a $30 item, you still have a $30 item as a yeah, general well, I, rule. I can't remember. I think what it was uh, at the time, I think it was uh, Texaco oil company yeah yeah oh that'll make it a little bit better because it might be an oil company if there's something to do with that but you'd send off a picture but it's going to be 30 35 dollars and that's going to be it sir okay but you might have other stuff okay thank you thank you for your phone call enjoy your program oh okay great i was gonna say anything gas and oil just sends the people go berserk in that market right oh Oh, i have an old five foot texaco sign 
You're like, what is going on in this industry? Everyone wants that stuff right now. Old gas pumps, old gas signs. There was a big show in Chicago last week. I blame American Pickers, the TV show American (laughs) Pickers, for all of that. I watched the first season. They were buying these signs. I'll give you $80. By by the 10th season, I'll give you $800. No one wants to keep their car in the garage anymore. They make it into their man cave, and they have to decorate it, and they have all that space there. Yeah, I don't don't know how manly it is to spend thousands of dollars to decorate anything, but maybe. It is a really, really interesting collector market. Old gas stuff, worth a fortune. Remember, what was it, six months ago, a woman goes, oh, I, I lost my husband in the basement. He had all this gas and oil stuff. Remember the guy, we talked to the yeah. guy who discovered it. He was interviewed right on this show. He said by the time his foot hit the basement floor, he has already had a quarter million dollars in value. Just yeah. looking at all these old pumps, all these old gas and oil signs, it's just, it's, it's the wildest market. So expensive. She was lucky she ran into an honest auctioneer, Ethan Miller, out of Kitchener. There are a lot of, that's pretty, she get, I think she might got a second opinion, but the second opinion there was putting it in an auction. He came in, gave it a value. The more she made, the more he's going to make because it's in auction. Same thing we do. Yeah, that's great. You should mention the guy's name again because he could have probably cleared out that basement and said, you know what, not that much. Pay me two grand, I'll get rid of it for you. Yeah. You know, he could have done that. There are people who, who do knew, that. right? Yeah. Anyway, our next caller is going to be Hannah in Durham. Hannah, how are you? Hello, this is strange. I got 1967 coin, too. It looks like gold. And it says Elizabeth Delgratzer Regina FD on it. $20? I don't know what it is. It doesn't say it's a dollar or anything. No, it should say a doll. It should say $20. It'll have... Um, no, give... it doesn't say $20. It says there is no value on it. Okay, it might be a metal then. But in 1967, a lot of people got these black boxes. They had the set. They had... Um, the dollar, the quarter, the dime, 50 cent, and all that. And on the top of the box, they either had a silver coin or a gold coin. The gold coin is worth all, a little over a half an ounce. It says $20 on it. And this is why I want to make sure that people know that it's worth a lot more. That coin's worth around $800 in today's market. Half an ounce of gold. It's so yeah, over, a little bit over a half an ounce it. of gold. And you'll get that from a dealer. If a dealer comes and says 20 I'll give you 40 Run from that shop. Anytime you go into a shop and you say he offers you, you, say, you if you had something on the guy offers you forty and you turn around to walk out and he offers you eighty or a hundred, you even walk out faster because that person was not going to give you the right price in the first time and you don't know what it's worth. Get a second opinion every time that happens. Now hold Any, on, we're getting Hannah excited. You're talking about hundreds no, and eight hundreds of dollars. Excited. But, I still don't know what it is. Because Neither do we. Send me a picture. Yeah. No, but that's if I have a picture, I'll tell you, and then let someone else, I'll give you a price. And if someone pays more, sell it to them. That's the whole value of this second opinion idea is that the guy who pays the most is the guy you should sell it to. Okay? But I have to see what you're talking about. There is a $20 gold coin in 1967. But you're saying it's not stamped. It's, it, no, is it's it dated? Of, it's an inch t- It's an inch big. Turn it over. Turn it on the, one side's got the queen. What's That's on the other right. side? And the other side has a guy on a horse, probably oh. George. Oh, you've got a sovereign. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Now, if it's about the size of a quarter, that's uh, 0.2354 of an ounce, uh, a little less than a quarter of an ounce, so a little less than $400. Okay. But it is a sovereign. Much. It is Good gold. Solve. Huh? Look at you, the investigator. <laughs> what? She turned the coin, you cracked the case. Nice job. There's a horse. We got it. Okay, so a couple hundred, two, three hundred bucks, somewhere in there. A little bit between three and four. Between three and four hundred dollars. Hannah. So it's a sovereign. It's a sovereign. It's either a half, it's a, if it's 1967, it would be a sovereign, and it's point two three five four, and we buy them all the time. All right. Okay, but right, it is so gold. Good. It is gold. Okay, thank you very much. Hannah. Nice work. Look at this. I made Paul someone Richard in the I'm case. I'm loving this. Uh, you're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio. If you have a rare or interesting item, you're curious about its value. Maybe you're discovering it for the first time. You've had the coin and you just learned it might be worth four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You can give us a call four one six three six zero zero seven forty. That's four one six three six zero zero seven forty. If you're out of town, it's toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, 
Would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love from scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're live in Liberty Village. Our in-studio star, Paul Kenny, and his son, Bogart Kenny, are here. You know them from Storage Wars Canada, the TV show, and A&E's Northern Treasures. They have a store. It's located at 10,341 Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill, on Young Street, just north of Major McKenzie. Uh, Toronto Gold Silver is the name of the store. You can find their pictures on the sign. Again, 10,341 Young Street. If you'd like to talk to them during regular uh, business hours during the work week, their store number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-GOLD. Back to our phone lines. Let's go to Mary in Kitchener. Mary, how are you? Oh, hi. How are you? Pretty good. What do you have? Love your show. Um, I have a a biscuit jar from my grandmother, I guess it was. Um, And the only markings on the bottom are uh, Chinese characters. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to need a more... (laughs) I need a better description than this. Sorry. I need more information now. But if it's Chinese characters, that can be good because it'll be pre... It might be... How old do you think it is? What's the motif on it? Like, what kind of a thing? Is yeah, it? and where'd you get it? Like, did your yeah. grandmother oh, give it from, to you? Uh, my grandmother. Okay. I gave it to my mother, and then and then uh, I got it. Do you, you so, do know the difference between Chinese and Japanese figures, right? Oh, well. <laughs> I'm just asking. That would I don't be... know what Japanese look like. All I know is it's some strange figure, and there's, like, no name. Well, I know if it's a pre... What would it be, Nippon or? Yeah, if it's Nippon, it'd be from it'd be from 1891 to 1920, oh, and Japan yeah. would be after 1920. And if oh. it says made in, does but there's oh, only well, it, would be, it would be before 1920. But okay. nevertheless, I should probably send you a picture. Send me yeah, a but picture. You know what? We just saw um, we sort of jump started Paul Kenny's mind and discovered the last coin. Tell us more about this jar. Is it clear glass? Is it white? Is it blue? Does it have a picture of something on it? Yeah, yeah. Dragons? Flowers, and, and I don't know if it's real gold. I couldn't tell you with a little um, two handles and a, and a, a lid on top. What color is it? Um, uh, there's a, a deep royal blue, and then the flowers, of course, you know, ranging pink and light. Little gold bumps on it? Little gold bumps. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't call them bumps, but Ooh. nevertheless. What, Raised what gold. Is, your, what is there is any your, gold on it? Well, that is, but I, how do I know if it's carrot gold? I'm no, just trying to dial his yeah. mind in to visualize yeah, it because yeah, he's well, probably well, seen this yeah, item before. It. it does have gold. Sounds like Royal Nippon. I'd have to see it. It's going oh, to be no. Japanese. Well, what, what, what's your email to so I could send it? You sell it to sales at? Sales? Yep, sales, sales at torontogoldsilver.com. All sales one word. at goldsilver. No, no, torontogoldsilver.com. Dot com. Oh. All one word. That's what some people set, put a little space in there. TorontoGoldSilver.com. Yeah, right. all one word. So like when you're saying an email, you're going to send it to yeah, like yeah, John okay. Doe at well, gmail.com. So the well, whole address. About, why did you say sales? That, that's what it is. Literally, the address is sales, the at symbol, TorontoGoldSilver.com. Oh, okay. It's okay, all well, one quiet. word. Yeah. Now, okay, I'll be quiet now, and I have a few more if, if, quickly if you could. Okay. Um, I've got... Um, at least my husband, uh, uh, coins, 20th century Canadian nickel collection uh, behind glass. Uh, now, if you've got the 20 in Canadian nickels, which is after 1920, uh, the oh. 1925 is worth money, the 1926, oh. there's a variation far and near. Well, these, these are all on, under glass. So he's got 1920 to 1929, there's a picture there. No holes? Everything that's there? Yeah, yeah, it's all behind glass. 300 bucks, usually, even depending on condition. Then we have to go to condition. If it's really, really nice condition, it could be worth up to 1000 well, it, it would be because it's all of these are behind glass. I, Never 
like bought the. Uh, I'd have to see them as long as they haven't been cleaned. A lot of people, um, a lot of these places were sold as souvenirs, probably in the nineteen. 19- yeah, they are clean, but it says highlights include seldom seen King Edward, King Edward the Seventh, and King George the Fifth five cent pieces that were actually not composed of nickel, but composed of point nine two five silver. Yep. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I could, you know. Send me off a picture. I'll give you a value on it right away. Okay? I missed, oh, sorry. I missed the valuation of the Royal Nippon. If it's thing. Royal Nippon, biscuit right? jar, Nippon? yeah, a hundred and Hundred to hundred fifty dollars if it's a cookie jar in good shape. Really? Oh yeah, and Royal so Nippon still collected. And, and part of the reason you knew that is because there are laws, or we established international laws about where things are manufactured. So if you're seeing Chinese or Mandarin symbols or Japanese symbols, you're saying that's before the era where yeah. they said if it's made in Japan, it must say in English "made in Japan" or whatever, right? Well, it's going to be sold here. If you want to export to the United States. They're the ones who made the, raw, the rules. They okay. said if you're going to do this, it has to have the country of origin from 1891 on. Gotcha. And, and so that then, would uh, – then you'd say this might predate those, those laws. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I see. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. And after 1921, it had to say made in. So they made you use up more ink. And it had to be in English. Yeah. The Americans but are this strange. is good for you to date things, right? Oh, so right yeah. away, if you're saying it doesn't say that, okay, this could be good news. It might be prior to 1891 when America yeah. brought in those laws. Okay, cool. And the other thing you can go by is registry. When you see an RD mark, that's a registration mark. That'll give the exact year. Someone gives me that, I can find out what year it was made. Exactly. What's an RD mark? Literally, you, it'll have an it'll R and a D? It'll RD, and they'll oh. have a five or six or four-digit number after it. Then the digits, the number of digits, I can date that piece. Oh, all right, cool. But I have to see the RD mark. I'm learning. I'm learning. Big R, little D. Our next caller is Kathy in Toronto. A lot of people have coins I want you to consider for them. Kathy, how are you? Hi, I've got a 1966 silver dollar. How yep. much would that be worth? Ten eighty. Hmm. Ten dollars and eighty cents. They made a lot of them. Uh, well, how in, much? Ten dollars and eighty cents. Yeah. Well, that's more than a dollar. Oh, that's terrible. Huh? Well, no, no, <laughs> it's silver. Yeah, it's silver. Actually, it's starting to tarnish a bit. Should I clean it? No, no. no okay, never clean it. Never Two seen. things happen. That wastes your time and it wrecks the coin. I had oh. a gentleman who had a $100,000 coin. He yeah. decided to clean it because it wasn't shiny enough. Yeah. He was stuck with a $5,000 coin. Oh, okay. That's how much it can wreck it. So I always tell more damage is done in the first 10 minutes that someone's discovered something in, the, in their top closet or in the basement or in the attic. And they bring it down. They start going through it. Yeah. In the last 40 years while I was sitting there, nothing happened to it. And oh, the first ten, 10 minutes, they'll start cleaning or moving around or dented or, or whatever they're going to do. I always tell people, try and handle it as little as possible, okay? If it's like comic books or something like that, they'll rip them mm. or they'll clean them. Do not clean. Like, we were the biggest buyer of this in the country of silver plate. Okay. Now, another thing I have is I went to the international summit that was here in 1988, Okay, for like what? I was working there. Okay. And I have all these different pins and buttons, you know, from Coca-Cola and different things that they had produced for that. Are they worth any money? A lot of people collect them. If there are certain brands like Coca-Cola and, and they didn't make 10,000 of them, yeah. yes. It's but, worth money? Yeah. I'd have to see it. But yeah, I have to bring them because I've got a few of them, eh? There are collectors everywhere. Like I've got one collector who collects spark plugs and fire hydrants. There's yeah. a lot of stuff in between. You there always are people... pick on your spark plug, buddy, eh? <laughs> the no, spark plug collector is always the butt of your joke. Okay. <laughs> the guy's going to hate and you. And <laughs> what about calendars? Like, uh, you know, the 1995, uh, you know, when the Blue Jays won the, uh, you know, the, the, the cup, uh, I've got two of them. Are they good? Or... No. Okay. They're worth about $20, 10 to $15. But okay. the ones that are worth money, you know those Export A calendars from yeah. the 1960s when the Leafs actually won? Yeah. Uh, 1967 is probably worth $100. A 1965 would be worth 125 A 1961 Export A uh, probably worth about $250 you have them complete. Oh, They're no, usually, if you I... went to a barber shop back then, they were proudly displayed on the wall. And okay. I don't think I have any of them. Well, but, you, you wouldn't know, be in the barbershop either, what, though. Another thing I do have is I have a whole bunch of things, uh, pictures that were signed by Rush. Are they worth any money? By Rush, the band? Yes. Yes. Oh, really? He's still a nice guy, and he'll sign. Anything signed by any of the bands? Um, yeah, it was signed by the band. It was Neil Peart or uh, uh, the other guy. Getty Lee. Uh, Getty yeah. Lee. Alex Getty Lee. Getty yeah. Lee, one of the two, yeah. But you know, a funny story. Bogart was down at the game one day at... Um, the baseball game, and our seats are right behind home plate. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, he's sitting two doors over, two seats over from Getty Lee, whose seats oh are right there. Nice. Yeah. He says, who is this guy? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I have who do you think it was? Howard Stern? We're not to tell people that. Oh, I have funny. not brought my son up. I, I was personally ashamed that I had not brought my son up as a rocker. Yeah. That, he, that he doesn't know this stuff. Yeah, he doesn't know these people. Eh? So if I bring them in, you'll give us a price on them. Yes, I will. Come okay, on please. in and see me, okay? And I, another thing I have. Yep. I have a, a 1951 Hungarian painting. It's an original painting that was bought at uh, Eaton's College Street. Yep. Waddington's told me on the international market it's been between fifteen and 20000 Who is it? Um, uh, it's um, Greg Koff, I think. No, it's not Greg Koff. It's a Hungarian, a well-known Hungarian painter. Well, there's a lot. Okay, that I'd like to see, and we can sell it or get you another price on it, and just say uh, what the real price is going today. Now, when did you get the appraisal from Waddington's? Uh, well, actually, I it was in nineteen. Uh, when was it? Uh, uh, Two thousand and fourteen. Uh, see, it was a state for my father's house, and. Uh, my, okay. my nephew. Okay, so a recent it, appraisal. Yeah. I got it back from them, so I took it in to see how much it was worth. They said if you bring it in, we can sell it for you for okay. uh, fifteen or twenty thousand on the international market. Let right. us check. This is what we do. We tell people the best way to go because sometimes Wellington's a great place. They really are, and they're honest. But there are other places you might want to be able to sell that maybe in Europe rather than here. Oh yeah. Okay. This is what our advice. We know that. We that's we give a consulting. We tell people make the most money because the yeah. more money you make, the more we make. Okay. Yeah. yeah right. So if you you don't to bring the painting in, just bring what? a picture of it front back and where it is. And is it a ballerina? Um, no, actually, it's uh, it's water, and you see people coming across the water, walking across okay. the water. I'm looking forward to seeing this. Yeah. Give me a call during the week, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you. Yeah. Okay. Thank Good. you very much. Okay, thanks a lot. Talk the phone you. number for the store is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-GOLD. It's located at 10,341 Young Street. Auctions are tricky. A lot of people yeah. go, oh, put it in an international auction. If, you have to, if it's going to be an auction in Europe, you're going to have to ship this very, yeah. very expensive item. Ship it with insurance. And then what are the auction rates? Say I have these sunglasses and say they're valued at $30,000. That's what it's going to sell for at auction. What, what does it cost me? to? Ha- they get a piece of that action. Yeah. So there's lots of things to consider when people go, oh, I'll just put it in a big auction. Well, you can get dinged hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have to, this is why we have to negotiate on your behalf to tell you what price, what percentage they should be taking. You come off the street. What is, it, what is the rule generally? If you, a high-class auction, a southern yeah, piece t- They're going to take 20. 20? Oh, wow. 25. Now, also, here's the other problem is that they have a, what they call the hammer price. Say it sells for $1,000. You get 800 because you're getting 800 of the 1000 The person buying it is buying for 1200 because they have to pay 1000 plus 20%. Oh, well, if the buyer's paying premium, then I don't care as a seller. But that's money you don't get. You don't think the buyer knows this? Oh, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Okay. Say you have something that's worth $2,000. Okay. And it'll go at auction. But I can sell it in the auction. Then the guy who's buying it at auction knows he has to pay $24. Okay. And you're only going to get 16 of that. But suppose I can get you 22 I can sell for 22 privately. And I'm taking 20%, then you are actually much further ahead of the game. Right. It's still sold. You're still getting paid. You're just getting paid more money. Right. And that goes back to the second opinion take the higher amount. Yeah. <laughs> see, you see this with classic cars a lot, right? Because, like, yeah. oh, you want to be at the big, uh, you know, Jackson Barrett or Barrett Jackson thing. But you know, sometimes to get the car there and then to have it in the thing, you could have just sold it here, less, say, $30,000 less or whatever, and it would work out about the same. Yeah. So sometimes it's not just about. What you're selling, it's where you're selling it and through what avenue. Yeah. But you also have to know all the other fees, like you just said. Picture fee, insurance fee, you know, ding, 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 yeah, ding, ding, Yeah, yeah, people don't consider. But if you're, if you're shipping a $30,000 picture across the ocean, yeah, you're going to want some big-time insurance on that. Yes. Before some idiot with a forklift puts a, you know, puts a fork blade through it. Anyway, our next caller is Harvey in Welland. How, Harvey, how are you? Hello. Hey, Harvey, what's happening? What uh, do you got? I got three uh, pocketbooks by Gordon Sinclair. Okay. Uh, two of them are autographed with a little note into it to the guy that bought them, I guess. Yeah, he signed a lot. He signed two. Of, there's two of them I got signed and one without signing. They're probably ten, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars. Okay. Because he did sign a lot. Yeah. Um, and people do collect auto. They're probably first editions, which might help it a little bit. But yeah. mainly, what sells in the autographs is mainly your musicians. Your uh, hockey players, your baseball, your sports. More, there are more people collecting that, or politicians. 
You know, okay, well, so that's it's where... It's one of his first editions has got the signature on it. Yeah, but it's still, Cana- it's still Canadian. I'm not trying to run down Canadian stuff, but sometimes <laughs> Canadian stuff does not sell as well around the world. Okay, yeah, for sure. You know, I appreciate it, and I think he was a great man, but it's like he signed a lot, and he was when a person's a really nice person and they sign a lot, yeah. their signature's worth less. Now, then you've got a guy like, say, uh, Ken Dryden. Ken Dryden does not like to sign. Okay. Mm, I mean, valuable. doesn't like to sign at all. Yeah. Now, what he's doing then, he says, because you're making money off his autograph. Well, the more he doesn't sign and the ones that he did sign, yeah. they're worth that much more. Yeah. It's a two, $300 autograph, even though the guy's still so alive. So good tip. Attention collectors, try to get jerks to sign. Not the Ken Dryden's <laughs> jerk, but if they're, if they're less inclined to sign, get that autograph, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so what it says here, how, how on earth was my first copy of my first book found? Oh. And it was written in 1932, and... You know something, that'll add a bit. You know, you might get $50 for something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, right, right, eh? Just because a nice little notation. I've got a Timothy Leary one like that, and it's uh, uh, signed. And it, yeah. it's the it's stories. It's like I, I keep on telling people, it's the story behind it. Now, you've got the story right in your book. Yeah, right. And the people who are listening to the show, I want them. If even if they don't sell me their stuff... Sure. I want them to tell the story. Bogart's got so many stories now that I've told him about the stuff he's about to get if I go on. <laughs> but you want to tell him the story so he knows what's going on. Yeah. And that's you got the story right in the book there. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Says, I did nine books of which I think this was the best. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't sell at all. <laughs> thanks a lot. All right, Harvey, thanks for your call. Millicent in Etobicoke is our next caller. Millicent, how are you? Hello. Hi, what do you have? I have a Canadian dollar. Okay. It marked 1986. Okay. Like literally a paper dollar? No, it's a coin, a coin oh. of white. Yeah. It is white. You know, yeah. it's okay, it's a nickel dollar. Yeah. Take it to the bank. All right. Take I it to the bank. Wanna... Oh, okay. What, what do you mean? Take it to the... so it's only worth a dollar? It's only worth... it's not they, they, if it comes in little clam packs, they are 50% silver. Sorry, what is if clam... come up... it's a little package the mint put out. Oh. Okay. And they charged you a lot of money for it, but those are worth they're fifty percent. They're about seven dollars in silver in them. Okay. okay. But, but most of you, Robert, if you go, you got a fridge magnet. If you run the fridge magnet over your dollar and it picks it up, it's not worth anything. It's just steel. Okay, I didn't have anything. Anyway, I have American half dollar. Yep. What year? Nineteen seventy-two. Same thing. Take, okay. Now we buy. We deal with a lot of people. We buy their American stuff, change off them. Because we pay them at 10% just because we use it in tolls and states and stuff. Because the banks here will only give you flat money for it. Okay. And I think that if you're going to donate to someone, donate to me rather than donate to a big bank. How's uh-huh. that? That's okay. Hi, right, Millicent. So you got uh, face value there, unfortunately. Yeah. No big find. No. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We are live. We'll be right back. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver & Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver & Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're live in studio with Paul Kenny from Storage Wars Canada and his son, Bogart Kenny. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. Back to the phone lines. Uh, Linda. Linda is calling from Peterborough. Linda, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Pretty good. And what do you have? I have a set of old 1978 records. Ah, if you've got Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, or something on Sun, if you've got, like, Caruso, any of the classics, they don't really sell. Records, vinyl is making a big comeback right now, and we just saw some stuff yesterday, but it's mainly your rock and roll, your jazz, your blues, and probably mainly after 1964. 
Um, music between 1960 and 1964 is terrible stuff. <laughs> what do you mean? Doo-wop? You know, the, the doo-wop era? Yeah, the doo-wop. It's a, in in the collector world, you're saying it doesn't In the do collector well. world, okay. yeah. <laughs> so, no, well, it's terrible. It's all like uh, Bing Crosby, Gary Crosby, K-Star. Yeah, no. It's uh, enjoy them, hand them, to, have a story behind them, hand them down to your kids, um, or sneak them into their house when they don't know. Okay. 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 <laughs> I also have an old, well, actually, i got two old... Kodak cameras. Well, excuse brownie. me a second. Do you have the player to pay the 78s, an old Vitrola? Sure do. That I'd be selling. That I'd be buying. Really? Yeah. No, no, for sure, because they're still selling. Oh. Okay. So I I, what do they go for? Anywhere between $200 and $700, depending on how you got it. If it's really? a portable one, it can be like $100, you know. But those are still collectible. So, Linda, what do you have? Porta- I have an old portable record player. Okay. That goes back to, I'm going to say, the early 50s. And I also have... Is that like um, one of those Kenner closing plays? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and I also have an old record player that is hooked up to a stereo. They, all the record players are selling right now because vinyl, like I say, is making a big comeback. Not, I mean, it's not like there's not five ten thousand dollars $10,000 records, but before what you wouldn't get... Two dollars for you'll get ten or fifteen dollars for a pile, or, or I offered a guy yesterday one hundred and sixty dollars for a pile of records that a couple of years ago I would have paid twenty dollars if that, and, and and not even wanted them, you know. But right now they're actually selling through, and their condition is the big thing. If it's got scratches and stuff, I don't yeah. care what the what the the containers like, the sleeve is like. The record has to have no scratches, okay? Scratches. These are in an album. The yeah, the, yeah, the 78s won't be worth, the 78s won't be, but your other stuff will be. And the 78, uh, the, the record what players. What about the old 45s? I have a lot of old Beetle 45s. Beetle 45s are good. You mentioned two words are good, 45s and Beetles in the same sentence. Oh. Okay. All right, so you got some stuff there. What, what generally would those, well, I guess, obviously a fortune if it's rare. and all If it's Parlophone, like it's uh, some of the English stuff, it's $100, $300, but sometimes a dollar. Sorry, what is... Uh... Okay, if it's on Capitol, which is the early Beatles in Canada, right. they're going to be worth probably in the orange labels um, between two and ten dollars. Oh. Well, it depends. If you have a fifty of them, Beatles made a lot of songs. It depends on what else you have. What, what is, was the other word that you used? Parlophone. What is parlophone? That? That's a, the English um, first pressings from parlophone. Okay, and so that's more valuable then. M- more so valuable. Parlophone. Okay. Now the thing is, up here in Canada, also and people have this in their home is Canadian psychedelic, as they call it. The garage band stuff out of the sixties, like uh, oh, I'm trying to think of some of the bands. Um, What's a parlophone? That's a name it's, of it's a, a name. Yeah, it's a name of a record label. Yeah, oh. I'd never heard of it either. There are some Canadian pressings from back then. If you got an early Gordon Lightfoot, you got an early uh, Neil Young, they can be worth thousands of dollars. Okay, right. so that's why you have to have a second opinion. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your phone call. Our next caller is going to be Mary in Kitchener. Mary, how are you? Hello. Mary, welcome Hello. to the show. Um, um, I have uh, two cups. Um, well, there's more, but anyway, the, the one in, of interest would be um, a coronation cup for Edward VIII, and then he abdicated. Yep. And then one that for uh, George VI, I guess it would be. Yeah, but they it, go for ten to fifteen dollars. Some royalty is making a comeback right now, especially oh, the Queen Elizabeth stuff. But yeah. th- there was a lot of the stuff because they produced all this stuff for the king that abdicated. Yep. who went on to be, just go around the world just living in oh. people's houses. Oh, right. Um, yeah, and... Okay, um, so, yeah. Oh, and I have a White Owl Cigar uh, Invincible tin. Now, does it have the hockey car pictures in it or just plain? It's got the owl. Uh, no, uh, no, just the White Owl. No, okay. It, it says General Cigar Company yep. Limited. Um, I think it was made in the U.S. 10 to $15, but if you've got the White Owl... There are pictures of, I think, Johnny Bauer. No, it was Beliveau and Gordie Howe. And I can't remember who else was in. There's four pictures on White Owl. They're round discs. And if you have them on the cigar box, they're worth about $2,000. If you're not on the if they're just the discs by themselves, they're worth maybe $100. But if you had them on a White Owl box, I think that's what they came on, White Owl, they're worth about $2,000. Wow. For, look for those. For, for, yeah, no, that's that's why I say people have this stuff, and I've discovered stuff. I go into someone's house, and they, they've got a bunch of nails in the in the tin. 
<laughs> and I'll say, well, I really want to buy your nails here. I'm going to give you $500 for these nails. And they think I'm nuts. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Like we bought a picture. Well, I was in one of those downsizers this week, and I bought a postcard. They thought they had big money on it, $70. It was a $1,000 postcard. Wow. Okay? There are a lot of this early stuff that people have. They might only want a postcard of a hockey player or a baseball player or some of this stuff. And it's it's in people's basements. I'm saying I always like to have a person before they've moved to their condo and then and upstairs I give them an evaluation, but I want to go to the basement, the basement where stuff has been sitting there for 40 years. So the truth is you really, really, really you fantasize about going in people's basements. That's what you want to go in every old basement across the country is really what you're endeavoring to do. You're making me look yeah. bad in front of my son. You know this. No, no, it's good. <laughs> it's exciting. You're saying all the stuff that's generally discarded. Yeah, yeah no, a in lot the of basement. People, they throw it out. Like that's a, the process. Seinfeld does a bit about it. Where he goes, you buy something first, it's on display, and then it's out of style. Goes in the cabinet on the main floor, then a closet, then the basement, and then the garbage. Yeah. So that's the final phase is the basement. I gotta get that. I haven't seen that one. It's a good bit. <laughs> Uh, Irene in North York is our next caller. Irene, how are you? And I, I Hi. have two exact scale model hobby kits of the famous 20 meal team. What is it? it it's a, uh, it's the a, Borax meal team? Yeah. It came with the... the put on uh, by Borax. About 1960? Something like that. Yeah. Have you yeah. assembled them yet? No, they're this, in the what box. Is, what are we talking about? Okay. They used, uh, I think it was Death Valley. I think the show was called Death Valley. Okay. And they had a Borax, the mule team, going across. Yeah, and, and at the bottom, and they had a picture of Howdy. Yeah. So it was a TV show, and they sold these. But if you've got them still sealed, I think they'd be worth a couple of hundred dollars. Just oh. because you haven't assembled them. You no, still, they're, they're not assembled. They're in, still in the original box with the instructions and everything else. So they still have a cellar like set? Is it horses? Is it, what is it? Yeah. yeah. What's no. that? They're mules. a famous singer, that mule thing. <laughs> well, yeah. you yeah. Okay, so it's mules. I don't know this show. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, they call it mule team. I, I'm sure they're not horses. Okay. But I'm going to look closely next time. On these things, yeah, it was a show in 1960. Anything that's associated with the pop culture, like you've got um, Beverly Hills. Uh, remember um, the Beverly Hillbillies, yep. Gilligan's Island, any of that stuff out of the 60s. They would have the show and they produced a lot of goods around, like lunch pails and model kits and, and toys. All that stuff is, at, or the Flintstones. Flintstones were, um, in 19, when they came out, I think in 63, they were prime time. They were at 7.30 on a Thursday night. Mm. That was prime time TV. I, you remember that? Uh-huh. And this was a big stuff, and people would buy the stuff. Like an original Pebbles doll or Bam Bam would be worth probably two, three hundred dollars. People were yeah. trying to get that stuff. Yeah. The, the Dino. So are, they, are these worth anything? Yeah, I would say. Now you still have the cellophane on. I'm selling between a hundred and two hundred dollars, but I'm gonna have to check in my store tomorrow. Okay. Uh-huh. And if you have the original cellophane on, it's gonna make a difference. No, it had just the box, and it was opened, and it uh, one the box is in uh, it's got a plastic bag inside, and and it's never been used or anything. And if I, they're not repops and they're out of that time period, I guarantee you money. How's that? Okay. What are the odds of these being repops? Yeah. It's pretty obscure, isn't it? No, they they repop everything. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, you're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live, and uh, our phone number here is 416-360-0740. The show continues, obviously, off-air at the show every yeah. week, and uh, this, the, sh- the store is located at 10,341 Young Street, 10341 Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. You can come in with these items and actually get eyes on them, uh, and you can also email any image. If you want to quote, you're curious about an item you have, Click a picture of it and send the email to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. That's sales at torontogoldsilver.com. You can also call the store, 905-737-GOLD. Our next caller is Rob in Mississauga. Rob, how are you? I'm great, guys. Good afternoon. What great show. I've got, a, I've got a few things that came to mind, but originally called for. I have a, I guess, a World War II... Um, United States Air Corps ring says sterling silver on the inside. It's a man's ring. It's pretty heavy. I think they're fifty, sixty dollars. I have to check because the U.S. they have a lot of them. Uh, now, do you have any of the medals go with it, or any of the buttons or a uniform? No, I have my dad's World War II medals, like Canadian medals. You know what I'm going to do one day? I can't do it today for you, sir. But I'm going to get my. I've got a military expert. I'm going to advance advertising when he's going to come in. I'm going to bring him into the show for about a. 
uh, 15, 20 minutes, and he's going to answer a lot of these questions. I actually, when people bring military into my store, it's like I say, I don't know everything, but I know people who do know everything, and he's one of my guys. And something like that, to give you a, a truthful answer, I'd rather um, call, call me tomorrow, and I'll get you a price on it, okay? My other question was, uh, just, just, just quickly, how yep. do you know that you, if I've got an old dresser drawer a piece of furniture that's, that's in mint shape and, and it's all wood, how do you know if something is valuable or not, like a piece <sighs> of furniture? Well, the label, right? Look for yeah. any markings. It might be yeah. something paper stapled to the back of it, inside a drawer. There's be all sorts of insignias on something yeah. that's a tasteful piece. Well, that's what we call signed. When I say signed jewelry, it's, it's got, like, it'll say Weissant. Or depending on who made your uh, piece or the style that it's made in, or if it's a piece that's early colonial, like, depends how old is old. This Some one people... has one of those mirrors on top where you can tilt the mirror? Uh, okay. Well, that could be, and they still make those things, yeah. right? So pull it out and look for some labels. $100. Wait a minute, I know these pieces. <laughs> uh, on a, like on a harp um, thing, it'll be a harp frame, and the mirror goes back and forth. And usually if there's brown wood right now, it's very hard to sell. Very hard to sell. Um, $100, $150. If it's pre-19... If it's pre-1850, you got a shot at it, okay? Call me back later. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you. Dave in Richmond Hill is our next caller. Dave, how are you? Hey, now, Dave. Hello? Hey, Dave, you're on the show. What's going on, man? Well, I've got a muzzle-loading pistol from uh, the War of 1812. I'm not really interested in selling it. I just want to get an idea of what it's worth. Oh, that I have to touch field, see it. Sorry. How do you know it was used in the War of 1812? Well, because it came down through uh, my family, and uh, it was actually built in 1800. There's a stamp on it. Uh, the only thing it's missing is uh, the flint and the ramrod. I've also got the little bag that has the uh, shot for yep. it. But you can connect it to the ownership to somebody who is actually in service? Yeah, it goes right, right back to my family. They uh, came up as United Empire Loyalists in 1796. Mm. Sorry, uh, yeah, 1796 uh, up in... Canada here, so it was used in the War of 1812. It's been in the family the whole time. Yeah, if the gun is solidly sure connected to, to service. You sure you I don't mean, want to sell it? No, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of muzzle-loaded I guns. Touch I mean, it to, but to connect it to any sort of action or even a guy that was in service yeah. during that time, it totally changes the story. So that yeah. chain of custody will become the whole debate on this gun. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Your gun's half your value. Your story's the other half of the value right. on this piece here, okay? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, that's the best way to put it. I have to see yeah, it, touch the field, it, see it. Putting it in service, not that it was fired, but if it was worn by a colonel or a private or anything, and yeah. was, they were called into action, it totally changes the story of that gun. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, my family, basically, on my mother's side, were part of the Hessian troops that fought in the, uh, I guess, the Red No, no, I believe you. I'm just saying believe, for no, some, no. if somebody's going to shell out $20,000, you know, it's got to be more than you have to get. You have to actually connect the two, yeah. You've got to write some stuff now. You have to get this authenticated and done now if you're going to hand it down because as time goes on, it gets less and less believable unless you right. have some facts. Because yeah. every rifle before uh, 1800 in the States, somebody will tell you why it Earp used it, right? Or Uh-oh. whatever, you know? Like, that's it that, happens. That's that damn... Sorry, that music again. We're running out of show. We are out of time. Any sponsors you need to thank? No, but I want to tell Gwen, that person, Gwen, we sold $500 in cups and saucers this week. Ooh. Now, some people, that might be 200 cups and saucers. We sold five for her for $500. Very nice. And I tell people, bring them in. Let us help you. The more you make the more we make. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. Yeah. Go to YouTube, look up Paul Kenny, and a special thanks to Sebastian Hearn and Bogart. We'll see you soon. Kenny, Thank Paul, you. we'll see you soon. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.